Don't take from the audience. Give a gift. A lot of comics start going on stage because we're deficient in some way, right? We feel less. Uh, humor is this miraculous gateway to get back some lost self-esteem. Other people have beaten out of us over the years or that we've voluntarily relinquished because the responsibility of maintaining it was too much, right? You know, we, we get up there to express ourselves in ways we don't feel we're allowed to offstage, whether that's real or not. You know, it's a release of sorts. I know when I first started stand-up, I felt more myself than I had in just about any other context in my life, you know, which, you know, you could argue is kind of scary and weird, but you have to be careful because you can get greedy. Personally, too much of my time in comedy was initially spent trying to take something from the audience to prove something, you know, to prove something about me or to prove something about them. I was trying to win points. You know, it was a, a David versus Goliath situation. You know, can I conquer this? It was the love of victory, Philea Nikea. Nike, the Greek goddess of victory. You know, the laughter was a prize. You know, my way of going, I knew it. I told you so. You didn't admit it, but now you did. I caught you, gotcha. You know, I knew you were all hiding something from me. And now you admitted it with your laugh. I proved my point. There's a, there's a different way to do it though. You know, instead of Philea Nikea, there's Philea Sophia, philosophy, the love of wisdom. It's completely different to seek wisdom than it is to seek victory. Those are different goals. You know, wisdom requires humility. It requires recognition of our inadequacies. Most comics are trying to run away from their inadequacies, you know, to pump themselves up into something larger than life, you know, hence the stage and the microphone, you know. It's, it's weird talking about having a relationship with an audience as an artist, but that is what it is, you know, and you can handle that relationship selfishly or generously or probably most often some combination of the two. Nobody's perfect. You have to be the band leader up there, but I'm not trying to beat the audience anymore. I'm also not just laying down and letting them get a laugh at my expense. You know, I'm not a self-flagellating punching bag. That's how I was growing up offstage, you know, as a form of deflection, you know? Like, oh sure, you can hit me, cause see, I can hit me too, you know? So it doesn't hurt if we both hit me. <laughs> Good idea. No, that's equally useless. You know, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. Neither of us ever grows up. We just keep behaving like emotionally stunted children. It's uh, not a good way to go through life. You know, it's, it is a struggle. You know, it's, it's a back and forth. You know, you want to create mutual respect. It should be a struggle, you know, making stand-up, making the art. No one should just lay down for the other person. And I'm talking about, you know, comics and audiences. Um, that's what I want to do with jokes. There's a there's a good way to struggle and there's a bad way to struggle. You know, that's I want to struggle the good way. That's what I want to do with jokes. I consider jokes to be gifts. They're they're insights into reality. They're they're a form of wisdom that surprises you in weird ways. Even when it's dark, you know, really dark, to be a good joke, it has to ultimately be positive. Like that's a definitional thing. You can go down into the underworld 
but then you have to come back up. You have to come back up. You know, you can pull them down, you can take the audience down, but then you have to surprise and shock them with some kind of a redeeming narrative. And that's all packed into a premise and a punchline. You know, done right, punchlines are gifts to the audience. They're not taking laughs from them. It's not about your ego. It's about making something with them together in concert with the audience. I want very badly to get into that mental state when I'm on stage, you know, when I'm writing, where I don't have any expectations from the audience, where I can, you know, just get up there and go, here's a little gift for you. I hope you like it. And if they don't like it, that's okay. You know, it doesn't hurt my feelings horribly. It doesn't crash my self-esteem. I just go, hmm. Could I give a better gift next time? How would I go about doing that? Unfortunately, you know, myself included at times, like, and still now, if I don't fight the urge properly, there's, there's comedians who have an agenda. You can have a point of view without having an agenda. You can have your perspective without trying to force it on everyone else. Art is not supposed to be propaganda. Most of us, you know, people in general, myself included, we tend to be emotional and intellectual cowards. That's like our default state as human beings. We hide a lot because we are terrified. We don't ever want to admit it, but most of us are generally scared out of our minds. Uh, you know, so we do a bunch of fake crap in society to compensate. And the comic perspective, by default, is one of criticism. You know, you're analyzing and taking things apart, but you can criticize without devolving into cynicism. And you don't even have to pick sides, you know? There are no sides to the pure comic, you know? There's a recognition we're all sort of hapless morons wandering around in an absurd universe. Get over yourself. That's the comic perspective, you know? That's the wisdom in the art form. Expressing that without getting cynical or bitter you know, it's not tragedy, it's comedy. I'm pretty sure this is a Norm Macdonald quote. It's one thing to make people laugh, it's another to make them smile. That sums it up pretty well. You know, what kind of laughs are you going for? What feelings are you leaving people with once you're off stage? Are they full of hope and positivity and connection? You know, if you're leaving them feeling cynical and broken, why? You know, why is that the creative choice? What are you trying to accomplish? Where, where, what's the goal here? You know, who hurt you? <laughs> what are you trying to express? Maybe see a therapist? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm partially talking to myself right now, but uh, also other comics. There's a lot of evidence out there that generosity boosts the health and happiness of the giver, you know, the generous person, in an enduring and sustainable way. You know, it's, it's good for you to give as it is to receive. So, you know, think about that the next time you get upset with, you know, the audience not bowing down to whatever brilliant take on, you know, what it happens to be trending in the news cycle you happen to be throwing out there, you know. If you're gonna tell jokes, just try to do so in a spirit of generosity. It's good for you.
Well, that's it. You've reached the end of the episode. Welcome to the podcast outro. An outro is the opposite of an intro. Kind of like an innie versus an outie when it comes to belly buttons. Comedy Obsessed, a podcast featuring Mike Frank of Another Lazy Millennial. If you haven't figured it out, this is a podcast about stand-up comedy. I'm a stand-up comic. I don't think stand-up is well understood by that many people. Comedy nerds like me, you know, we respect it as an art form. Lots of other people have a rather low opinion of it. I understand why. You know, there's lots of rough, bad, gross, disappointing comedy out there. I've made plenty of it. But I also don't think that that low opinion of the art of comedy is justifiable. I think stand-up is a beautiful, challenging, rewarding, complex art form that deserves as much respect as any other performing art. It's incredibly impressive when someone is able to write and perform stand-up that is wildly funny and even simultaneously insightful. I'm not saying that happens all the time, or even the majority of the time, but when it does happen, I think it's incredible. So this is a podcast where I discuss my own struggles with trying to do that incredible thing. I'm going to talk about my experience, what I've learned over the years writing and performing stand-up, things I've picked up on to try to do it better, nuances to the art form you can't fully appreciate until you've actually experienced them in some capacity, but I'm still, probably futilely, going to try to relate those lessons to others interested in stand-up, whether you've done it or not. I'm a bit of a nerd. I've got a background in philosophy from when I was in college. I also maintain a deep interest in psychology and neuroscience. I poke around in economics, history, and literature. There's a list of book recommendations on my website that you can check out if you're interested in any of those things. Weirdly enough, I find ways for these subjects to inform my understanding of stand-up. Hopefully, you find the discussion of these ideas to be as satisfying to your own curiosity as I have to mine. I should also mention that I'm a dentist. That's my day job. I have a YouTube channel where I'm trying to teach people how to take care of their teeth and improve their oral health oral health, that's mouth health. I want to help you with your mouth health because I think that our healthcare system is failing and I don't think that trends within the industry are heading in a good direction. I don't think I can really reverse those trends with anything I do working as a dentist. And you might be thinking, how are YouTube videos supposed to help people improve their dental health? Preventative medicine. It's the most powerful weapon we've got to reverse the healthcare crisis in America. I truly believe that. I'm trying to make a positive contribution to that struggle. So, you can find me on YouTube. My channel is Another Lazy Millennial. It's all one word when you search it. Google will ask you if you meant Another Lazy Millennial as three separate words, and you can defiantly state to Google, no, I meant it as one word because I want to find Mike Frank's YouTube channel. Thank you very much. That's what you should tell Google. Uh, there's dental stuff there. There's stand-up stuff there. I'm a weirdo, but I've decided I'm finally committed to being me instead of hiding what I'm really like. So, congratulations, this is me, y'all. My website is anotherlazymillennial.com. If you give me your email address on that website, I'll be sure to keep you up to date about future comedy tours and projects I hope to create. You can find me on Instagram at Comedic Exposure. That's C-O-M-E-D-I-C-E-X-P-O-S-U-R-E, Comedic Exposure. 
I take photos of comics there. I'll be posting stand-up clips there. I'll also likely be posting clips out of this podcast there. I'm on TikTok at Mike underscore the underscore dentist, as well as a separate TikTok account where I'll be posting stand-up clips at Mike Frank Comedy. That's M-I-K-E-F-R-A-N-K-E comedy. All right. Thanks for listening. Honestly, really appreciate it. If you've listened listened to this whole spiel, please share with anyone who you think would like any of this stuff I'm doing. Ask me questions on YouTube and TikTok. I'll do my best to be responsive and helpful. So yeah, that's about it. Go ahead and get outside, go on a walk, get some exercise, get some sleep, hug somebody you care about, read a book, do something challenging and worthwhile. Have a lovely day.